I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this, this is, is The Mutant Ages. The Mutant Ages. Where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And that includes X-Men the Animated Series, a show we're currently watching. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. also play the video games and we have let's play series we should talk about that we've been playing x-men video games and they're on our youtube channel for atomic blue productions and we just uploaded another one today the day we're recording this and a week ago the day you're listening to this so if you're cable from the future you can go back and you can find this in your Mm -hmm. archives or if you're uh, deadpool from the present you can just watch it anyway or if you're anyone from the present really so you should subscribe and check out those let's plays that we're doing yeah because it's wolverine and he gets into blowjob position mm-hmm. that's the wolverine nes game that's like a real thing you can do in there you can crawl yeah it, that, it actually says that wolverine. i was gonna say that's in the instruction manual like you press well, b and a together and he like gives the other characters blowjobs that's not in the instruction manual but a bunch of other stupid stuff is in the instruction <laughs> manual and we you can watch it, the video to learn about that and you should subscribe so you can see the rest of those but anyway but today we're gonna today, talk about x-men we're gonna talk about yet another chapter in the phoenix saga adaptation that X-Men the Animated Series is doing. And this one is called Child of Light. This is an episode that I'm just going to straight up right now be like, you don't need to watch it if you don't want to. Well, it's kind of like a psychedelic 80s drug trip. It wasn't (laughs) made in the 80s, but it feels very like 70s, 80s. Everybody's got flowing uh, curly hair and a lot of thoughts about sparkly pink crystals. And it's that kind of episode. I guess we should go out and say right now that it's a episode that is almost based entirely upon animation, which is really cool. There are some cool animation sequences in it. So I guess you could watch it for that. But yeah. plot-wise, not a ton of stuff happens. You know, which... my problem here is that I didn't watch it stoned, and if I had, I probably would have liked it more. Yeah, that would have been fun. But we didn't do that. We watched it sober, and also, I guess it sums up the beginning of the Phoenix Saga. It's part four in this beginning part, but we're going to have more episodes in the rest of the season that continue the Phoenix Saga, so... I think it's also wildly different from... The comic book. I don't remember. You can tell me, Maddie, because it's know. been I so long since I haven't gotten that far it, yet. Like, I've been rereading it, and I don't remember any of this happening. But we'll get there, and I'll tell you if it does. I, I mean, don't know. there's multiple times in the comics where Jean just straight up dies, and in this, they kind of like go around they that. have her die and then she kind of dies again in this episode because <laughs> it wasn't good enough the first time yeah like she dies she comes back and then she sort of sacrifices herself again to save the team at the end spoilers i guess but yeah. 
mostly what we have to watch is like a crazy drug trip in order to get there. So <laughs> okay. remember last time, previously, oh, yeah, on, previously the on the X-Men, it's the Phoenix Saga. And also all of the X-Men are fighting this alien emperor from the Shi'ar Empire who has gotten a hold of the Emkron crystal, and that is a really dangerous MacGuffin that can turn him into a big sparkly crystal guy that can destroy the entire universe, and the crystal can turn into a black hole and suck everything inside of it. The Phoenix and, is also the guardian of the crystal, yes. and Lalandra, her brother, his brother, or his sister. <laughs> oh uh, my god. Lalandra, who is Lalandra, she? Nobody knows. <laughs> you know what? We did a whole section on her. I already forgot. She's Princess Leia. Yeah. But she stole the crystal and she went to Earth, essentially, which is how the X-Men got entangled with this. And it turns mm-hmm. out that Lalandra and Xavier were linked psychically and also in love, but they never knew. Yeah, they're soulmates. And Wolverine's just been really mad the entire time. Yes. Anyway, Jean has gotten taken over by the Phoenix Force, and she's now the guardian of the crystal. And this episode, I think, is an even better example of the thing that you were complaining about in the previous episode, which is the Phoenix talking instead of Jean, and us not really having a sense of what Jean feels about all of this. Jean has been kind of subsumed into the Phoenix entity, and we don't really know how she feels, and we don't get to find out. So that's kind of a shame. But anyway, Deken finally got his hands on the crystal after three episodes of everybody juggling it and trying to prevent that from happening. And now he's clutching onto it and he's growing and growing into this big, scary dude, except he's not that scary because he's made out of beautiful pink crystals and he looks like a Sailor Moon villain or something. He basically looks like a He-Man villain. I don't know. Yeah, or that. And so he's exploding into a pink crystal man. The X-Men are cowering in a corner. The Phoenix is repelling his blast, but she can barely do it, and she collapses, and then Rogue flies in, and she gets knocked back and falls into Beast's arms, and then Logan and Gambit run in, and Logan gets hit into Gambit's arms, which was kind of adorable. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That is that is pretty gay. Yeah, and so then, meanwhile, Dekan is like, your foolishness amuses me, and Gladiator and Lander are just staring at what's happening. Gladiator, by the way, is just this guard guy who was initially following the Emperor, but is about to decide he doesn't want to follow the emperor anymore yeah it's a little too late for that dumbass he decides he's gonna switch sides after the emperor turns into a big pink crystal guy right and he has like literally no other option his line for the moment is i do not understand what is happening oh my god (laughs) but honestly neither do we to be like who does know what's happening so then phoenix tries to give us some sort of explanation and goes he is one with the crystal he is creating his own universe inside the crystal where we will all soon be because they're all getting sucked into this crystal I guess. Or something. And we so don't really Corsair, know. who, by the way, is secretly Cyclops's dad, but also basically Han Solo, as far as we're concerned. Cyclops doesn't know he's his dad. Calls back to the rest of his allies on the Starjammer ship and tells them to get out of there. Yeah, he's like, get the fuck up because you're all gonna die, even though you're probably all yeah, gonna die anyway. Yeah, because sucked into a black hole. And the Starjammers are like, we're ready to board the Imperial Cruiser and retrieve you. And Corsair's like, no, full escape velocity immediately. And so the Starjammers comply and leave. Jean has a whole monologue here over the crystal. I don't know if you're running it down before she teleports them. Um, she says like, 
you have to join them and she teleports yeah. them back onto it and then oh yeah here's this monologue that she it's has. almost like an unnecessary scene because it's course right being like you need to leave and Roz is like i'm never gonna leave you and then he's like you have to and they're like okay and Jean's like no i'm taking you there and then Roz is like oh hey my boyfriend's back and i was Why? like wow we could have just skipped all that and just had Jean bring them there honestly i kind of feel like everything that happens in this episode is that way where like I know, it's there's a, it's a lot a of characters disjointed. being emotional being like oh please no don't let this happen and then it like happens anyway like it's, each oh my, thing it's, that happens it's suffering that from way. that thing where they're like oh the phoenix saga is a series that they are taking like 15 years worth of material and condensing it into one season and it but without trying to get rid of anything does that make it's any sense it's kind of weird though because i feel like they kind of spaced it out slightly differently so that this episode had a little bit more plot in it and like the other two episodes we just did had slightly less plot in i mean them. i agree because the first few episodes of the phoenix saga has actually been pretty good and like pretty consistent and this is just like they had i don't know it must have been something within the production team where they're like okay this is going to be mostly reliant on what the animators are going to do i mean i don't know there's not a ton that actually happens in this episode though so anyway as gene becomes the phoenix and drops everybody off in this ship where they're going to be safe she says i need time to see if the power of the phoenix can contain the crystal but if it cannot protect then protect it then nothing in the galaxy can protect any of us and cyclops is like what can we do and she's like nothing it is what i must do and there's this cool animation of the phoenix teleporting all of the x-men onto the starjammer ship to safety brief safety and then the phoenix goes back and is trying to battle the crystal that is sucking everything into it and on the Starjammer ship, everybody's just like staring out the windshield at all this shit going down. And Raza is like, what is happening? And Corsair is like, we are being given a short time to consider our fate while someone attempts to change it. And that someone is Jean Grey. So they're trying to watch the ship that's getting destroyed that Jean is still on. But Jean's like healing the crystal or something. Yeah, she's like, I must heal the crystal. Is this when she gets sucked into the crystal? I can't. Yeah, yeah. She gets sucked in. And then everything gets sucked in. And like the crystal's like pulsing a bunch of shockwaves outward. And Lilandra sees this and she's like, Phoenix has failed. We will soon join my brother inside the crystal. And Rogue is like, how are you so blame sure? Which is like, I don't guess that's a phrase that means something. I've I don't never know. Heard At this point, Rogue like Rogue's say. just saying words. Yeah. But then the Imperial ship. Yeah, that other ship like implodes. It doesn't explode. It gets... It, it implodes, implodes on itself. And then yeah. Wolverine looks at it. He goes, I have a bad feeling. And I'm like, really, well, dude? Yeah. Well, me too, Wolverine. Good, I've got a good really good sense bad feeling you got there. It. Yeah. And so then Corsair tells the Starjammers to just start shooting at the crystal, which does nothing at all. Like, there's like an imploding black hole this in front of them. This isn't the point where it really looks like it. a He-Man She-Ra episode. It, it really super did. does. And Cyclops goes, what are you doing? And Corsair goes, trying to live. And Roz is like, it's having no effect. <laughs> I know, pretty much. And then we cut over to this other bizarro scene that's like... Oh, Okay. Jubilee, who's been Jubilee. left at Cassidy Keep, and she's watching the sun blowing turn bubbles, into bubble gum. On yeah, the she's roof. blowing a bubble gum, and she's watching the sun turn into blackness. And Jubilee runs over to Xavier, who is talking to Storm. Mm-hmm. Xavier's like skyping with Storm, like on a little computer. I know, and he's just like, "Oh, don't worry, it's a black hole." And I'm like, first of all, how do you know that?" I don't How know. His psychic connection with Lalandra, maybe? I have I no know. idea. He doesn't explain it. I think he just is making shit up. Storm, Wait, there was mu- it, oh. Go ahead. 
I was gonna say there's music, there's music that plays here that really sounded like a Zelda dungeon, and it's cool. That's it. <laughs> oh, cool. Meanwhile, Storm is saying to him that Cerebro reports environmental disturbances around the world. I will do what I can. And Xavier's like, as we all shall. By the way, Xavier's not gonna do jack shit for the next entire hour of his life. Oh but my god. Whatever. And well, so Jubilee, Jubilee, Jubilee screams, and she's like, there has to be some way to stop it. And Xavier's like, the X-Men can take care of it while I'm safe on Earth, basically. I know. He says there is one hope, the X-Men. But yeah, that's after he does his little monologue also, like, explaining that there was a black hole that will absorb the sun itself, the entire solar system, even the Earth, the rest of the galaxy. Like, he gives Jubilee that whole monologue, and she's like, oh my god. And he's like, don't worry, the X-Men are totally on I, it. Yeah, and I it, know, they're on top of that. But also, it's like... Are they, what? though? But it's like, also like, what... It's happening to the X-Men because the whole X-Men is sort of like this uh, symbolization for fighting for basic rights. And now they're in space trying to like close up a black hole. And I'm like, I don't think they're trained for this at all. They're like freedom fighters. And also it's just like a wild coincidence that the Phoenix happens to have the capability to do this. I mean, it like just so happened to meet Jean Grey in space, take over her and then be able to help out with the specific situation. How do you think the X-Men have the ability to like fight aliens and cosmic entities and first of all you left storm here so that was like your powerhouse period i mean like rogue is pretty powerful but i maybe xavier thinks that the phoenix force like maybe he understand i don't know i don't know he's putting a lot of faith into the x-men i think xavier's just making shit up because he's afraid he's going to die so well, he's just like, it will be okay. I mean, what else can he really do? I mean, anyway, he could at least call Magneto for one last fuck before the Earth implodes. Yeah, where's Magneto in all of this? We see a know. lot of cameos in this episode, and Magneto but none of them is are not Magneto. one of them. So meanwhile, up in space, Gladiator is like, oh my god, finally turning coat and deciding that he wants to work with the Empress. And he goes, I regret, my Empress, that my service to you must begin under such circumstances. And then Im- immediately, like some debris falls, and he immediately goes all is lost empress it's like he's been protecting lalander <laughs> for five seconds and he already is like we're fucked i'm never gonna be able to protect you and it oh seems like God. they're gonna get sucked into the crystal and so gambit pulls rogue close and is like hold on sheriff this be our last ride we take it together and it looks like they're about to kiss but then they get thrown against the control panel and the ship crash lands inside the black hole that they just got sucked into on this yep. other planet within Thing. that new zone. I don't know. This is about where everything stops making sense. Like, yeah, almost but there's completely. one more little gambit one-liner where he's lying on top of Rogue and he goes, if this is death, it's not so bad, huh? And she goes, speak for yourself, Cajun. And I was like, Rogue, a second ago you were ready to kiss him and maybe die, but okay. Yeah, but now that... The- like the, she's got a chance to live she's like oh i'm not touching this asshole wait i i like how my note here all it says is they land on a mr sinister planet or eternia that's all yeah. it says so like that's the best way to describe it the reason why it looks mr sinister is because the planet is like a weird beating heart and there's all these veins on it that's kind of like mr sinister's weird body ship that he flies around but then meanwhile, yeah. there's also like floating pyramids that look like they're from kung pao or something like oh in my the God. sky anyway it's a really weird planet and lalandra's like the legends of the crystal are true but what yeah. if 
yeah. Deken. And where is Deken? Oh my god, Deken shows up. He's a fucking red circle now. He's a red circle <laughs> floating in this column of white light. This like spotlight. And he also monologues him. for like a full 20 fucking minutes and I didn't write any of it down because I didn't care. I didn't write all of it down, but he's a red swirly circle now, maniacally laughing, and there's a bunch of shit getting sucked into the circle. And so he manifests <laughs> again, but now he's not like a pink guy. I'm just going to let you take it from here because I couldn't even do it. <laughs> and he describes, he's just a really tall version of himself. And he goes, Oh, he's he also says like he stone, has, I think. Well, he does He's a like ton part of, of the planet. I don't fucking remember. He first says he has the power of a living galaxy soon the universe will tremble and wolverine goes we're not gonna make it out of here let's at least shut this guy up and pops his claws and starts running into it and cyclops just goes logan stop it which is very funny because logan does not stop it and just immediately doesn't even like yelling he just kind of says it casually he's like like, logan stop stop." just stop really funny but anyway logan gets immediately struck down and beast goes perhaps another approach and Uh, rogue goes maybe he likes to play catch and she tries throwing a rock at him that doesn't work the ken actually melts the meteor i think she like picks up a whole meteor and throws it at him and he just like melts it it like turns into liquid but then it's revealed that Jean's body has been like flattened like a pancake. Oh, I, it's like she looks like fucking flat Stanley. Like, she looks like she's like... from Looney Tunes. Like <laughs> it is like a completely flattened. And it's weird that they like animate like a flattened. It's like Paper Mario stuff. but Jean Grey. We it's need so to like fucking weird. tweet a picture of what this animation looked like because it's fucking weird. And I, didn't I feel know she like was there until like they pointed I, that out. I had to pause it because I didn't understand like what I was looking looking at for like a while like i saw it and i was like what the fuck is that and then they show the reaction shot of cyclops and logan looking horrified like as though they've seen a dead body and i was like i must have missed something in that previous shot and so i like went back and i was like oh it's supposed to be gene's dead body but it's a children's show so they don't so know how to like, like a, they just turned her into a piece it. of paper it's oh really my God. weird like why didn't they just show her like collapsed or something. I don't know. She's like, well, she's flat Stanley, and meanwhile, fucking Dekent's turning into a, a fucking statue. Yeah, he's yeah. a vo- he's half the planet, half the volcano, half Rocks. a statue. He's a million things. It's very bizarre. And so Cyclops tries to blast him. They all try to blast him. Gladiator just goes, it has no effect. And it's like, Thanks. Thanks for pointing that out, Gladiator. Thanks a lot. Deken is like, your weapons feed me, which is like a weird line that never ends up really mattering. Like, I don't know if the weapons literally feed him. All that really matters is that they can't defeat him. And Lalandra is lecturing him about the crystal. The crystal will gain you nothing. You're trapped within it as we are. Its power will destroy you, but it won't. It's just making him more and more powerful. And really, the entire purpose of this episode is to kill time until the phoenix regenerates and can kill him because none yeah. of the other characters are capable of that. Apparently. So it's just like 22 minutes of them killing time, really. Deken keeps monologuing, I'm reborn. I need only think of destruction and it shall be. He creates a huge rock and these huge oh rock God. hands that destroy a ship. And I think this ship that he's destroying is the Imperial Guard ship because then suddenly 600 Space Ghost characters are back. Remember those guys? Oh my God. And it's like f- the way I could describe this animation too is that he like turns the ship into rock, but then the rock just shatters. It's kind of cool looking, crazy. but it's like super trippy looking where you're just yeah. looking at absurd animations. And I, I was trying to write it down, but then I quickly realized like none of it mattered. Like none no, of, the, it really, none it, of it, this. None of this matters. And Lilandra's standing there. She's like, 
Takan, stop it. And Takan's like, stop it. I hunger for it. These are basically just repetitions of the same line over and over, which is Lalandra being like, stop. And Takan being like, no, I'm going to keep destroying things. And it's like, what are you doing? I don't know. And meanwhile, why are you destroying all of these things? Nobody knows. And meanwhile, Gladiator is trying to fight Takan, but he's blasted into Rogue's arms. And Rogue's like, gotcha, big guy. But then... (laughs) Then Dekan turns, now he's, now he's like separates from his body and it's just his giant head is like floating around. And he puts Lalandra into a little sphere. Oh my and God. And for some reason that completely incapacitates her. So she's just floating okay, around in a I sphere I wrote down screaming. that Lalandra got kidnapped again. Yeah. It's just obnoxious at this point. I don't even know why at this point. And so then no, this it's scene... like, are, who cares? Like, they're already, <laughs> like, sucked into some sort of wacky land. Yeah, it's like, like, why do they need to be captured a second time? They're already completely helpless, so why is he bothering to put her inside of a sphere? But it's because they can't kill anybody yet, because they need everyone to stay alive for the sake of the plot continuing. I don't but know. It's... Fucking Dekens just, like, Inspector Gadget and could turn into <laughs> anything, apparently. Yeah, and he's putting people in spheres and playing with them, like, like a toy and they're basically his Barbie dolls at this point. So this scene ends with Cyclops going, I never thought I'd say it, Logan, but there's nothing we can do. And then we've got a cross. Oh, no, he also, Earth. no, no, no. You forgot where he said, also, I love you, Logan. And Logan's oh, like, I know. Right. He's, he says, I love you. And Logan's and then like, they I fucked know. right there while everybody was fighting to Ken. And they're like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, well, Jean's dead. So, uh, had to fuck something. Take care of this before we die. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Earth, everything is going nuts because the the sun is getting sucked into a black hole or something. I don't know. The Wait, planet okay. is exploding. Oh my god. Wait, so Sunspot, this is where we see sun like fire. a bunch of, yeah, you're right, Sunfire. We see a bunch of cameos and Sunfire is watching an exploding volcano which is yeah. going towards a train and it's like <laughs> where are they? I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, it's Mount Fuji. Train? We get a title card that's like Mount Fuji and Sunfire's there dealing with that and then meanwhile in West Africa which is the oh extent my God. of the title card that we get I figure I didn't know who this character was but it's actually Storm's godson from no, the I remember that. episode and, uh, I he's not even remember doing him. anything it's just a bunch of, it's, this is actually a really weird shot because they're it like is. oh we're in Africa so it shows like her godson standing on like a pillar and like and like it's, motioning it's snowing. frantically for people to go inside of a hotel because it's snowing and it's just a bunch of white people screaming yeah where are they i looked it up so they are in west africa and they're going to a place called africa beach inn and i was like Africa Beach, that doesn't exist, but I Googled it and there actually is a hotel called Africa Beach in Ghana, which is part of West Africa. So let's assume that's where they are. Okay, it got it. Nice. Anyway. Um, anyway, then we New get York a City, shot of a Spider Man and War Machine who are saving yeah, people. Yeah, well, we from get a New shot of Spider Man's left hand. We don't get to see all you're of right, Spider Man. Right. But it's clearly him. Then we see like all of Alpha Flight again. We see Xavier, Banshee, and Jubilee just watching all of this on a TV, which is funny. Like we just like get a quick shot of them just watching it and like not doing anything. Okay, but I also wanted to punch Xavier in the face here because Storm stops a huge tsunami from hitting New York. Oh my god. And then Storm lands and she's like out of breath. She goes, it is terrible, Professor. It's as if the earth has gone mad. And Xavier's like, calm yourself, (laughs) yourself, Storm. And it's like. What fuck the you. fuck did you do? 
she's like first of all she's tied to like the tides of the earth she's just connected with the earth also she just saved a whole city oh, by herself he's just sitting there he poses it in a really fucking weird way too he was like well you just can't be everywhere at once Storm. yeah that's his line he goes you cannot be everywhere at once help where you can the disturbances will cease if the x-men are successful and it's like yeah so like what's she supposed to do stop tsunamis in the meantime by herself like yeah, thanks like, xavier also like banshee and jubilee could probably be helping so i find it a little odd that they're not out there helping like arguably xavier's powers aren't particularly useful in this situation but I don't know. I don't know why Banshee and Jubilee are just standing there. I don't well, know why Xavier is like, hey could... guys, maybe you guys could help with the title. No, waves. but aren't they all still at Cassidy Keep and they like are on an island by themselves and like why all aren't the there jets are waves gone? There? I don't, I don't, good, there's good fucking, fucking question. Tidal waves everywhere. I don't there's know. No, this episode makes no sense. It so doesn't. Then we go back. We go back to Dekad. I know. We can't wait to get back there, right? Well, now we are. We're back with Dekad. This, this, we're back at Dekad and now he's part of the planet again. And also. Yes. All, all of the space based characters. characters are this there. is the part that I was like, what the fuck is even happening? Because they all come flying in and they use their powers, but it's all like not. I don't know who any of these characters are. So, like, <laughs> I don't care. But there's like a fire guy, and then there's like a guy who can make himself bigger. Duken makes all of these rock golems that are fighting everybody, except all the rock golems can get defeated in one hit. So it's right. Also, like Duken, not Duken's that just a fight. floating head again at this point, and he's shooting laser beams out of his eyes. Yeah, and also but then at one point, Deken becomes like normal size, well, big size Deken, and the guy who can make himself bigger punches him, and that seems like it knocks Deken out for a second, except then Deken immediately regenerates again and is laughing, and it's like... Who cares? He just he just keeps manifesting stupid shit and they can't defeat any of it. Like he makes a huge hand and yeah, then he makes a bunch of holes in the ground and everybody's falling into holes. Then he puts the laundry in a sphere and it's like, who cares? Who I don't know. And there's like also there's just like a dude who's like flying by and he like gets hit, but then he turns into a dragon and flies away. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> It's amazing. It's the greatest episode I mean, like, I've ever I, seen. You know, in my like life. you knew. I, I, I mean, there's lore behind all these characters and the fucking star jammers and the, yeah, the she are. But, but like, this is like uh, so much in this moment that was like. It's not interesting though to just have these characters fighting with no kinda, sense of stakes. Yeah, exactly. At all. Unless it's for the fans. Like, it's very much like here's 555 cameos for the fans to enjoy, but nothing's going to be explained to like. Somebody that has never seen the X-Men before or read an X-Men comic book. It's just, here's a cute thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm being mean, but I just was like. I mean, people can let us know. Maybe they have heard of all these characters, but I think a lot of these characters are really obscure. I mean, some of the other cameos, like Storm's Godson being there again is kind of cool. We already met him before, but like some of these are actual. uh, Oh my God. Some of these characters are actual She-Are characters, but a lot of them are also made up for the show in the same sense when they did the Morlock episode. They just kind of like got, you know how they had their core Morlocks and then as they they went and animated more, they just got more ridiculous looking. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this fight scene culminates with Cyclops and Logan just staring at flattened Jean and then suddenly she catches on fire and regenerates and is perfectly fine again. She's like, do not despair, the Phoenix survives. And and then suddenly is fine and like fighting Deken. Deken just goes, no! And then Lilandra is suddenly no longer in a sphere and she falls into Gladiator's arms and Gladiator's like, fear not, Empress, you are safe now. Yeah, thanks, Gladiator. Thanks a lot. You didn't do anything, dude. And so Deken is trying to shoot at the Phoenix, doesn't do anything. 
Uh, meanwhile, Alondra's star cruiser happens to be within spitting distance of them. So the Phoenix teleports yeah, all of convenient. them to the ship, which is highly convenient. And she's like, it's beyond the reach of Deken's power. I don't know why the fuck it would be, but it is. Okay. Another there's like so much machina. crazy dialogue that's about to happen here because this is where Jean like falls dramatically in Cyclops arms and just is in between being Jean Grey and the Phoenix, which is kind of cool, but like. It is cool. The X-Men and the Imperial Guards all teleport onto the ship and Jean is there. And Cyclops is surprised and he's like, you're alive. And Jean is like, yes, my darling, which is arguably the only line that she says in character is Jean this entire episode. And then Lalandra immediately is like, what about the crystal? Can you truly stop its power? And Jean slash Phoenix goes, we have learned of one way if my body can take it. Jean was chosen for her telepathic abilities. We have learned much from the orb, the living center of the crystal. She felt its pain where I could not. I know now what must be done if I am strong enough. We must try to join with the matrix of the crystal's energy field. <laughs> you know, like you do. The power of the phoenix may be able to destroy what Deken has broken. Oh my god. And Cyclops is like, you could be locked in there forever. And Jean question mark goes don't try to stop me scott i'm only doing what must be done what any of the x-men would do and cyclops wants to go with her and she's like no you can't do this and then wolverine goes he knows that gene it just doesn't make it any easier to take and it's like um, and she kisses him on the cheek and he kind of is like well i guess that's the best i'm gonna get hold on (laughs) Doesn't she kiss Wolverine on the, the face and then he's like, Jean? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think he says Jean. Que- I think he says Jean at that. And then she like turns around and hardcore makes out with Cyclops and Logan stands <laughs> there like, so bad. okay. <laughs> and, then, and then she starts like flying and gets all psychedelic and sparkly in the air while she's kissing Cyclops. And it's like romantic and cute, I guess. And then she just drops him. It's like kind of like Beauty and the Beast at the end when like, yeah, they're, like they're spinning floating. around and making out. Yeah. Yeah, she turns into the phoenix, she flies into space, she encircles the crystal, and then we have this very Sailor (laughs) Moon-esque scene where she's monologuing to herself and says, someone help me find a way, your wisdom, and she pictures Xavier, your compassion and its storm, your gentleness, beast, your innocence, Jubilee, your courage, Logan, and your love, Cyclops, and then there's like this magical girl pose of like all the X-Men like in this weird and they're all wearing sailor scout uniforms all all of them especially wolverine there's like this slow like ken burns pan over all of them like posing and like none of them are really there they're just like in gene's mind no they're no they're all just they're actually sailor scouts like jubilee is sailor moon wolverine Wolverine is sailor venus it's perfect it's so it's like literally fading into like the pink crystal and there's like this synthesizer mix of the theme song that's happening it's really weird it's, I, it's all it's bizarre like a very different tone that this show doesn't normally do um and then oh, wait, suddenly, I, like, I like how i have a note here that says there's a giant speech here i hope maddie wrote that down because well, i did it i guess i did <laughs> anyway so then to ken gets stuck in a sphere himself by all of this and he goes you cannot escape the power of the crystal you cannot no <laughs> he's just like at the corner of the screen by the way yeah, it's just not even like, like the center killed, it's just like a talking sphere and him going no it's really dumb. that's what i wrote finally i was like what the fuck is even happening nobody yep. knows but then two seconds later everything's normal again just everything's yep. fine 
everything is just fine. completely fine after that and then there's a shot of that Cassidy there is no Keep. phoenix there are no she are it's just xavier having a massive drug trip i wish so baggy cassidy keep jubilee's just like staring out into the nothingness and she goes what does it mean professor and xavier goes the x-men have succeeded how does he know that i don't know because the world isn't exploding anymore but it could have been anyone know. he's not there he doesn't know somehow Whatever. he knows i guess because of his psychic powers and he goes the power of the crystal has been contained but at what cost so maybe how the he can, fuck like, do you know that oh my god Jane xavier it's like he's i don't even know i think he's just there to del- deliver exposition i'm not really sure i don't either uh, so then it ends with gene saying that she's going to take the crystal into the sun and everyone's like crying mm-hmm. she's and like Jean's... the only way is to take the crystal into the middle of uh, the wait, sun hold on. I do... oh wait hold on i've already forgot that they're still on the ship and like <laughs> They're talking. It did. Okay, hold on. I didn't understand. Hold on. Hold on. I can't. Hold on. Hold on. Maddie, Maddie, I can't even deal with this scene. So, like, she's talking to them. So, I thought she had already left already, and they are all staring out the window like they were staring at where she had left from. And so, we hear her talking, and it pans over all the X Men and all their reactions, and they're crying. And then it turns around, and it's just like. Jean's face is just floating there. It's like a huge face. I was like, like made out of yeah, fire. And I was like, well, where's what's happening? We don't know. I mean, she's basically just the Phoenix now. Yeah, right. And so it's... she gives her whole monologue about how she, the only way to guarantee its power will never be released again is for me to take it beyond the reach of any living being. And that means in the center of the sun. <laughs> Apparently. So... Cyclops like waves goodbye. Mm-hmm. He blows her a kiss. Yeah. And Jean's like, the crystal shall bury buried forever and Jean flies into the sun and she screams the light oh Scott if, if only, only you, you could, could see it. it and I was like this is like so sexual like, <laughs> I mean yeah that's maybe that maybe the sun's like the symbolization for her pussy her. and like Scott just never saw it before because oh, no. like he never could get laid I, that's just my joking version <laughs> sorry I'm being like really mean I'm being really mean um so this is not a great episode. I'm happy to be mean to it. Nothing happens. I, you, know, it's t- you know what? We've had such a good streak. You know what I mean? We There's have. been so many we good overdue. episodes. We were overdue for a weird one where nothing happened. <laughs> so anyway, all the X-Men and Lalandra and everybody go back to Cassidy Keep. Lalandra says goodbye to Charles and she makes out with him. And Xavier's like, stay with us, Lalandra. And she's like, I'm the Shi'ar Empress now. I must return to my world and try to set right all the wrong my brother did. I wish Xavier Come would just go me, with Charles. her. He won't because he goes, until there's peace between mutants and ordinary humans I cannot leave and they make but That's out not why he's not going. It's because it he's is. fucking he's Magneto. So, he's, well, he's fucking Magneto first of all, but yeah. also he is so like self-aggrandizing that he really thinks that bigotry won't be solved until he personally solves it. Like he's like I'm sorry, I have to convince every single bigot on earth to stop being bigoted. Like okay Xavier, it's been going so well so far. Yeah. Yeah, also you're that. kind of terrible so whatever yeah like you're not even doing that like i he could have just gone into space and like taken a vacation why not oh, yeah anyway. i mean that's what happens in the comics he goes with her i know i don't know why he um, didn't so meanwhile corsair is here also corsair on earth Wait, this is so bizarre they don't even moment. address the fact that like corsair came back to earth and like he's just like i'm gonna fucking leave even though like i just said in the last episode that i wish i could see earth again but it is really strange because so corsair and cyclops have a brief conversation and then as soon as it ends cyclops is like i wish i could have talked to corsair more and i'm like you just did like why 
what? So they have like a two second <laughs> conversation, which is Corsair saying, Maddie, I'm sorry I tried to use you against the Emperor Cyclops. Since I lost my wife, I've lived only for revenge. And Cyclops goes, none of us know how we will react when we lose someone we love. And Corsair goes, I'll have to find a new reason for living now. And Cyclops is like, so will I, because Jean just died i guess it's yeah. not like he was living for revenge before no, so it's a weird and it's line like, but it's mostly like i think it's a clunky line to go on about the fact that they don't know that each other are family and that like eventually they're gonna figure that out but but they haven't yet yeah. and so then corsair is like i'm proud to have known you and the x-men farewell and he immediately leaves even though he just arrived and it's then so cyclops bizarre. to beast goes i've lost gene corsair lost his wife i wish we had a chance to talk and i'm like dude he's right there you were just talking to him like you could actually walk back over there and be like yeah, hey he hasn't left let's yet. talk more i feel like you and i should be friends but it doesn't I know, happen I know. and beast just quotes emily dickinson for like a really away. long fucking time and i was like <laughs> and it was actually blow- my mind was blown here because he got to say hell yeah which- he goes parting is all we know of heaven and all we need of hell i was like all right that's legit that's some yeah. real shit right there. Because in the '90s, like you couldn't do that yet. So I know, but they can uh, maybe when they're quoting a poem. I don't maybe know. I don't know. And then Lalandra says goodbye again, and and then flies the Starjammers they all she joins the Starjammers, and then they all fly into space, which is canon. And then, but oh my god, this whole scene it's like so fucking weird because like cyclops is bent over looking out at the sunset he's and like awkwardly and leaning with one foot up on the I know, castle Wolverine's wall blatantly staring at his ass though so he's staring, staring at cyclops, at cyclops asshole. ass but then he pulls out like a picture of gene and cyclops that he has and wolverine's not even in the picture no, but he's like it's that picture that he has of the two of them but i think it's a different photo this time it's a it's different like one a different why one. is he collecting photos of them I don't know. And so he stares at the photo and he mutters Gene to himself and it's just like cries the fucking alone. weirdest shit that it I've ever weird. seen. It's like Logan's emo fucking bullshit is so bad. It's perfect. He's like that emo kid in school that's like in the corner. It's like, hey, my kid, nobody loves me, but I'm attracted to both men and women, but I can't even, I hate myself. And I'm just going to collect <laughs> photos. I found of them on the internet. Are you just describing me? Because it sounds like you're describing me. Anyway. I, thought you were, I thought I was describing myself in high school, but whatever. Fair enough. Um, um, so Xavier pulls on up to oh Scott my God. <laughs> for the final for... conversation of the app before it's finally oh done. Oh my God, he he's, goes, like, he's like, do you want to talk? And Cyclops is like, no. Do you know the legend of the Phoenix? And Cyclops goes, I'm not interested in legends right now. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm just going to keep talking. The Phoenix was a mythical bird that was consumed by fire and always rose again from the ashes. Perhaps that's what the Phoenix represents. Hope, which never dies. Please think about it, Cyclops. And then he goes away. And it's then like Cyclops just stares at the sunset and Jean's face it appears in the sky. But I think it's just like in his mind and he yeah. starts crying and he just goes, Jean. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's crying into his visor and his fucking like visors reflecting the ocean. It's a weird shot. You know what? This episode is weird. It is weird. And it's my favorite episode of all time. I don't believe Yay. you. There's no politics. The politics are why are they doing Lalandra like this? Why? Why? Still, still, still. No, I, I was actually. I think I had something there earlier when I was like, the X Men is supposed to be a metaphor for human rights, 
uh, across the board and yeah this is and then like, now suddenly they're in space yeah and it's just taking that concept and just being like what if we had human rights but fighting an acid trip in space and it's like <laughs> i don't know how we got here i don't either and i feel like it is making the season a little bit weird i I, i'll be interested to see how they deal with it in the future like in the other episodes because i know there's going to be more phoenix saga episodes i don't know what happens in them does gene leave the middle of the sun and come back and be like hey guys i'm back i I decided i'm pretty sure she like falls on earth and everyone's surprised and they try doing tests on her on like weird island or something but then she like turns it to phoenix and then like hellfire club try to take advantage of our powers i think that's what happens that all sounds vaguely familiar i didn't remember in this episode that she like got absorbed into the sun though this this episode feels weirdly final for her like it feels like she's dying no, because then all, then after the whole dark phoenix stuff i know that lanlandra and all the star jammers and everyone come back and they're like we're gonna put the phoenix on trial so they like bring gene gray into space and i know there's this whole thing that well, they're able like to the, get rid the of the phoenix then. with like i know but then it, instead of gene gary dying at the end of that i'm pretty sure like they defeat it by the power of friendship great that sounds great and it sounds perfect for a kids show politics <laughs> you know how things are always defeated with the power of friendship in real life and how that's i mean what we already the got the x-men as a sarah scout so that was like one thing yeah i mean i feel like i can't even make some sort of atomic bomb metaphor out of this episode because like there's nothing to grab onto when it comes to that. It's just this ridiculous drug trip destruction that doesn't really have anything to do with the X-Men. It's like completely separate from the politics of what they've been fighting this entire time. It's all out in space. It feels like a problem that has nothing to do with them. And it doesn't even make sense as to why they would be fighting it. And then suddenly we're supposed to care about it. It's... I don't know. That was like much more obvious in this episode than it had been in previous ones where it felt at least kind of tied to the X-Men. But in this episode, it just felt otherworldly, which is maybe good because all the Phoenix stuff is supposed to be otherworldly and like, yeah, feel overwhelming and like something that the X-Men aren't equipped to fight, which I guess this episode does well in a sense. But it was kind of like tiring. And there was almost no actual dialogue in this episode, you know, like there's very little that like happens. There's a lot of monologues that we went over, but they're not very interesting. So that's too bad. <laughs> I guess it's like, I don't know. I, I just I think it would have been nice if it was just Xavier's acid trip. You know? <laughs> yeah. Remember that episode where Xavier just like became evil and it was a really good episode. That's what this should have been again. I'm not trying to shit on the show because I love this show, but like from a critical lens, it's like, what's going on here? And I know that it gets better because we just had a lot of good episodes and I think they just need to get through. I think they just needed to defeat Deken and they wanted it to happen in a climactic yeah, and way. And they needed a way to visualize how to do it too, like and show yeah. off that he's so powerful. But yeah. I don't know. There aren't politics other than Lilandra is you know constantly kidnapped and i i guess the other politics is just like the idea the idea that you already raised last time around about like how now jean's powers becoming more powerful aren't even part of her character according to this show it's just entirely the phoenix now and that's a little disappointing and like the few snatches and moments that we get of jean being jean are just her relationships with men and i was like well 
that's a little disappointing to me. Like it's, it's nice for her to be like sad about leaving Cyclops, but that's like the only feeling we see her have is being like, well, I'm really sad about leaving my boyfriend behind. And it's like, okay, well, what about everyone else, you know? And like, I don't know. It's like one of these moments that I'm like, man, I really can't wait to get to X-Men evolution because Jean is done really well on that show and she never turns into the phoenix i remember really liking her on that show yeah and I, well i was watching clips of her again today from that show because it popped up into my youtube feed for some reason and i was like all right i'm gonna watch this what? right now youtube recommending x-men related content to who you? would ever know how did they get that from I know. your algorithms and it was like it was like a lot of gene gray stuff so it was a compilation of all the all of her scenes from like or her best scenes from x-men the animated right, series right. and x-men evolution and like going from the animated series version to the evolution one i was like wow the evolution one is so much better and so much cooler than the version they have here yeah so it's I just mean, some of that i think is like gender politics changing over time too yeah, like totally. this was like, like early 90s and like then we're gonna see stuff that's happening in the 2000s after the first x-men movie came out and so on and that'll be interesting to see yeah because i mean look at the 90s they were still highly progressive for what was happening of course that time. But, you know, it got better and better as time went on, and that's cool, too. Or did it? You're right. In a way, it also got worse, and that's always important to remember because we are in the politics section. Of our show. What is this episode? I don't know. It's fucking bad. I feel like this this episode also just has a basic storytelling problem that, like, you have a really powerful villain... And then you have your really powerful heroine. And so and you know how it's going to... they're both so powerful right. that no one else can fight either one of them. So you're really just killing time until they fight. Holy and that's shit. It. And that's the Maddie, whole thing. This is what the next Avengers film is going to be. I know. It's going to be like two hours of waiting for Captain Marvel to fight Thanos. And then I she'll know. beat him. Oh, God. That's, I hope it's not going to be this bad. They might have some better jokes in there. You know, no, I mean, I think it will be good because it, despite my initial complaints about the Infinity War is that it actually is a good film, like and well written, at least so it's, it's good. Mean, it, it's good. It's know. just I feel like I, it's a waste of time, of you know, because it's like we already know how it's going to get fixed. So I mean, that was kind of my issue with this episode, too, is like yeah. it feels like a waste of time because you already know how it's going to get fixed. I couldn't right. have put it better myself. So I repeated what you just said because there it was you go. True. Politics. This is not <laughs> politics. This politics section is just us complaining about what we didn't like about the episode and trying to like take it apart should we rate the episode uh i'm getting another like one out of five x's uh, i'll give it a 1.5 for the animation i thought about giving it a two for the animation so let's do it the this animation way the animation, cool. can, the animation can get like a three or a four yeah, that's fine sure. but everything but else gets like a one of the episode and also just the entire conceit of the episode i'm like no i don't I like know. this it needs something else there's nothing to there's nothing here it mostly just me being annoyed about xavier i, can, again I also like i'm like storm doing oh, all the I work follow this but then i also think i'm like this is what they were watching in the 80s like none of it made any fucking sense i so. think the next episode we have to watch is like a savage land episode by the way wait I, what okay so i'm like googling it's titled this. something savage land i'm gonna look it up because why not we're, we've already got a really short episode so so maybe mr sinister will come back and he'll be lying on the beach just posing 
Oh my god, there's oh it's yeah. it's okay. a two parter. I know. Okay, so the next two episodes we're watching are called Savage Land, Savage Heart, which are is a title that sounds very familiar to me, so I think when I watch them I'll remember them again. But um I don't remember what they are right now. So that'll be fun. We're going back to the Savage Land apparently. I didn't know that was gonna happen. I guess it we're is. doing we take a break from the Phoenix saga because we're gonna watch two Savage Land episodes and then we have to watch an episode that I remember. That's about Archangel screaming about uh, Apocalypse for a full 20 minutes. Oh, boy. And then <laughs> we get four more Phoenix Saga episodes. Of the Dark Phoenix. And then... Oh, we finally, eventually, we're going get, to get to meet Nightcrawler. And we're going to oh have my God. Wait, we're gonna, we're gonna. Episode. I think we meet Omega Red. And then we also meet the Purple Man. We've, and already, then met, fucking we've already met Omega Red before on this show. Have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was in the previous oh, season. right. Okay, also... I just want to point out that there's a title in here at the end of the season that's called Weapon X Lies, lies in a Videotape, which is, which is a pun hilarious on sex lies in videotape. And it's like about Wolverine, and it's just like... I, 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 I'm on Google, and there's a little thing that says, all it, it describes is, a cryptic postcard unleashes a flood of painful memories of Wolverine that threatened to drive him insane. That sounds amazing. That sounds like it's going to be our favorite episode of the entire oh season. Oh my god. And it is the season finale and then we're going to have to subject ourselves to X3. Please pity us. Our <laughs> lives are hell. Okay, so we don't have a Who's That X-Men segment this week because we were really busy and um, Actually, it's because I together. fucked up and I pulled up my <laughs> stuff day. We were recording. I go, I, go uh, I forgot to do Who's That X-Men. It's supposed to be to Ken. So, but you know what? I was looking, I looked at his stuff and like, it's like three paragraphs long for like, in terms of like what I would write. It, that's not even a lot. I guess there's a rephrase. Let's it. just so, pretend we summarized to Ken and then we never have to do it again because no, it's fuck just that like, guy. It's like I was like thinking about going through his stuff and I was like, it's we've already covered it. Like we yeah. already knows what happens because I already went over Lalandra. And it already went over Corsair. And both of them involve how to Ken dies in both of those. So I just feel mm-hmm. like and they both involved to Ken like being a rapist, apparently, or at least Corsair's backstory does. Oh my god! We already right, went so, over that extensively. So who's that X Men? We're skipping it this week just because, like, we know who this character is at this point. And mm-hmm. if you don't know who he is, listen to Lalandra's backstory or, or Corsair's because it goes over him dying in both of those. So mm-hmm. who's gay? Yes, let's just do who's gay. The X It's, wait, but even that sucks. This there's no material in this episode oh, for us to create a fucking episode out of. I like know, I guess the gayest thing rough. that has happened, the only gay thing that happened, is Wolverine staring at Cyclops's ass while he holds like some photo he stole from Cyclops. Also, Wolverine falling into Gambit's arms for like one second. At okay, the that was very really funny. Beginning of this episode. That's and that's it. it. That's so all I the guess gay shit. I'm gonna give Wolverine the top prize. I mean, he tried here. You know what else I'll say? Deken turning into a big pink crystal, kind of femme, kind of femmy, like a little, a little bit ostentatious. I mean, which which is cool to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I don't know why that's in here, but I just figured I'd give that a shout out as something about this episode that is a thing. But mostly, I want to give it to Wolverine because he's always the gayest one. I want to give it to Wolverine. 
Okay, well, that's also what the segment is for, I guess. Yeah, the segment where <laughs> anyway. we go, Ryan wants to date Wolverine or have oh, sex are with you, Wolverine. Do you want to do a sec- that segment? Because we can do that one. We haven't okay. done that in a <laughs> while, and we have plenty of time. After years of waiting, the dream's coming true. I didn't even forget like how the Ryan goes on a As date I recall, with Wolverine. The goes. last time you went on a date with him, you became best friends with Jubilee, and <laughs> she was somehow also there. And you and Wolverine were like living together him, I th- by I the think, end of it. Yeah, I was gonna be like, like I things think it brought moved him very down. quickly, and you ended up living with Wolverine almost immediately. Yeah, and you met my parents, and I think Mister Sinister was standing in the woods. I don't know. Okay, well, if we continue that section, then it would be well. It's now October, so Halloween's around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. So like. I would be helping Wolverine with his past traumas because we would go to Spooky World or something, which doesn't, which exists in New York. Oh, wait, I'm just going to quote Warcraft file here. So I go to like Spooky World with Wolverine and every haunted house gives him like a total nightmare and he like yep. breaks down and cries every Why single time. Why are you making him do this? You're not a very good boyfriend. Don't do he's, this to him. No, he's doing it for me because I want to go. Oh, that's cute. But he's it having a terrible time. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, let's do something fun. So I call up Jubilee and she's like, we're going to carve pumpkins. So we carve pumpkins and Gambit's there for some reason. And he's all jealous because now I'm dating Wolverine and he wants uh-huh. him. And Rogue's jealous because she wants to fuck Gambit, but doesn't want to say that. So, like, everybody's just all mad at each other. We're trying to carve pumpkins, and uh-huh. we're just destroying the pumpkins. But Wolverine, Wolverine's pumpkin is, like, not good. <laughs> he <laughs> wouldn't like, be very good at it. Like, a shitty smiley face, and, like... You know, I, I like to imagine that Wolverine would feel like he couldn't use his claws and like he would need to use the actual pumpkin tools to like try to be a good sport for once in his life. But then he wouldn't really know how to do it and he would get it frustrated and just start clawing it up yeah. eventually. Yeah, yeah. And so since this isn't working, I'm like, all right, well, let's go to a fair. So me and every single X-Men and Wolverine go to the fair. And mm-hmm. it's basically all the X-Men fill the entire fair because there's like 300 of them. Um, we get candy apples and... The person giving the candy apples is kind of like weird acting, but that's fine. We get ours and I eat mine and mine's fine. And then Wolverine eats some of his. He goes, I don't feel so good. And then he passes out because the candy apple man is actually Mystique in disguise and he injected him with something. And so she turns into a jet and locks him in there and flies away. And we're like, oh, no. no. And then she like flies into like a circus tent where like Mr. Sinister is and they're like, now we're going to turn you into the monster for Halloween. And they inject him with something that turns into Wolverine the werewolf. And then we have to do like a whole thriller montage sequence where he's dancing. And then at the end of it, we cure him. We don't know how. Like Beast just magically makes it appear. And then Xavier shows up and he's like, I knew everything was going to be okay because the X-Men were here. And I was like, didn't I kill you? This is a great fan fiction. It is. Thank and then, you. Oh, and we got to play the stupid hammer game at the carnival that like he would to win. To see who's the strongest and Wolverine would win. And-, and he would give me a teddy bear. And then like that would be it. And we'd go home and Jubilee would be like, yo, I'm coming over. We're going to watch horror movies. And Wolverine and goes to big And you guys would be cause... like, we need to fuck first. And then you can. Yep. And Wolverine, <laughs> well, Wolverine is somebody who would like go to bed early. <laughs> Wolverine is an old, old man. Yeah, he's man. like, I'm not watching these shitty horror movies. And he goes to bed. Jubilee and I just stay up. And I'm, she's like, 
you know, I'm glad you're dating Wolverine. You're a good guy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad you think so, because I don't. And that's where it ends. Great. <laughs> good that story. Was a great, great visitation of that segment. <laughs> Anyway, what? reader mail, I guess. Oh my god. Yeah, we have oh my god. Maddie, I don't know what this episode is of It's, it's a like, very silly episode is what it oh is. Oh my god. I feel like I'm losing my fucking mind. We're gonna read the other half of Soren's email. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. So Soren writes in and he goes, I love the podcast theme song because it starts off just jammy and builds to this amazing burst at the end. When it gets to the second, the mutant ages with Ryan and Maddie, I feel like I'm strapped into the X jet and it just blasted off. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Thank per, you. Per Ryan, I know, good job, Maddie. Uh, per Ryan's suggestion, I read the first volume of Extreme X-Men and took a picture of one of the panels with Rogue and Storm that I couldn't believe was real. Um, and it's, I, it's like... Storm coming down in a tiny dress and Rogue screaming, oh my, my, who'd have thought Storm ever clean up so good? And Storm goes, one more smart remark, Missy. And Rogue goes, better get used to it, sugar. I'm just getting started. <laughs> so what? All right. Sure. She's just hitting on each other. Uh, also, several times on the show, Storm summons Ice since Iceman isn't there. And it's not clear that that's part of her powers. But in Extreme X-Men, there's a panel where Storm uses her ice wind to chill something down. It's not clear that it would be strong enough to save Refreeze Omega Red, though. Hmm. Okay, this is this is a good one. I haven't read any comics with the Reavers, but based on the episodes they're in, I think they reflect a similar feeling of Zeke guys that the Matrix did. One reading of that movie is that the internet and technology are fearsome things that are bound to lead to disaster because of the way that networking, digitalization, and automation will empower machines in such a way that humans will never be able to fight back. That came out in a time, 1999, when the internet, as we know it, was beginning to take shape and everyone was terrified of, like, Y2K or whatever. <laughs> oh my god, fucking Y2K. That was real, and we all should have just been as terrified we of it as we We live in were. fucking hell now, actually. <laughs> we all died on Y2K. Uh, I think the reverse could be a similar incarnation of that just a decade or so earlier. Like, imagine looking at the reverse as kind of body horror for people who grew up in almost a completely analog world. That's actually yeah, a fair point. I think that's legit. Right. The idea that people would voluntarily choose to become part machine and thus both more powerful or more volatile could also look like voluntarily giving up some humanity to become a corrupted half creature to people in the 80s who don't fully understand the implications of cybernetics whereas we know that it's more like having a pacemaker or whatever the doomsday <laughs> end of humanity thing really hasn't come to pass i think that's what we're supposed to take from ladies that death strike story Aside from know, the misogyny. Soren, I feel like the doomsday end of humanity thing is coming to pass. It's just that it doesn't have anything to do with the Reavers per se. It's just yeah. other shit we're doing. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, that's what that's what you get to say. I like that concept, though. Um, and anyway, I think of for an X-Men-themed Super Smash Brothers, the final smash for each character would be whoever they want to fuck the most and then ranking <laughs> screen after as the winner and whomever they choose canoodly. That's adorable. I like that. I want that. I don't know why that's not a fighting game. There should be more canoodling in fighting games and less fighting. It should be like an X-Men dating game. Why isn't that something they've done? I don't. I, that is something that we need to make and we need to help. We need Gita to help us design it. We need a lot of help. We don't know what the fuck we're well, doing. I don't know. I feel like Gita would be really good at writing the scripts for that shit. So. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll get her to do that. Let's all quit our jobs and make a dating game about the X-Men. We don't need licensing rights, do sound we? Sound perfect. No, we don't. Um, finally, he says, why does Storm have to invoke her powers with a solemn sounding incantation. What if the other X-Men had to do that? Wolverine, come on, Lucasites, let's go mending. Are you ready, Claws? Let's start shredding. That's for Wolverine. <laughs> Cyclops says, Photons, let's knock these imposters back. Gaon says, 
All right, Queen of Hearts, let's give them a petite kiss share. B says, indubitably, these acrobatics should put a little pep in my adversary's step. Okay, but Beast does do that shit. That literally could be a Beast line. <laughs> and then also, this is something Rogue would say. Okay, Sugar, let's make them feel like they've been road hot and put up wet. Um, <laughs> okay, that is also some shit Rogue would say, though. Okay, like, but some then Jubilee, of this is legit. Uh, okay, then Jubilee says... These Saturn missiles are going to knock you torps over the moon. And then Xavier says, I will enslave other people's minds in order to please my boyfriend Magneto while claiming to have the moral high ground. Yeah, those are all one-to-one lines that could have been in X-Men the Animated Series. Great job, Sora. I know, I know. And then finally he says, he says, I think my dream for X-Men movies would be to see a Logan-style one-off about Storm starring Angela Bassett. Yes. And it's, you know, oh I my think God, I've said yes. that before. I've literally said I want to see Angela Bassett as Storm, even though like it's not the it's right age now. anymore, yeah. but that's who I wanted in the first X-Men film. I would sure. love to have seen a Storm one-off movie too, like in the style, even if not in the style of Logan, at least in the style of like the Wolverine or like some of the other Wolverine movies they've done. Like they kept giving Wolverine chances for that, but they won't give Storm that. I don't know. And I, the Wonder Woman movie was cool, yeah. but I'm glad about Captain Marvel. I just, you know, maybe they'll do that now that, now that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like picking up the X-Men. I don't maybe know. Like I mean, that's actually okay. do Storm and Rogue well. Since and we fucking Jean? have the time, it's time to talk about our other other segment that still doesn't have a theme song the mcu segment but we don't have any new things to add Uh, no but it was funny is that somebody was tweeting at me the other day i don't remember how we got here i think maybe it was because of the mutant ages or because of me i can't keep track of what twitter is doing what but Mm -hmm. somebody like one of our followers wrote like a 35 strong tweet about what they would like to see with like the mcu (laughs) And like, I don't think I was like, this is never going to happen, but it did present some really interesting ideas about the concept of like, well, maybe they'll sort of Avengers it where they sort of stick the X-Men all over the place and then they kind of come together into their own separate team. I like that. I I, I like that too. I feel like that could work for some characters. Like for Wolverine, he's had a lot of solo stories already. So if they want to reboot him and like, or if they have X-23, they they can give her a lot of different solo stories on her own or Gambit. Gambit's a good solo character. I agree. And I think what's going to end up happening is that they'll put like the original five in the movies. They'll probably start there and Maybe. they will probably have like a lot of the core X-Men. But I think what's going to end up happening is that it's the X-Men is so expansive that they'll probably end up winding into a bunch of streaming services because the X-Men typically don't join the Avengers. I think the only crossover you're really going to see there is like Wolverine, Wolverine Beast, yeah. Rogue and Storm, because those are the ones who have been actively part of the Avengers. Yeah. Or maybe Havoc. Havoc is now, but like that's new. I don't even know if they would bother to get into Havoc. I feel like they're probably going to keep it pretty simple and go with the characters that people already know. So, or, or maybe what's going to happen is that it's sort of like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. situation where like they introduce some of these characters into the movies, but then they go off into like their own TV show. So you know how like Coulson was a movie character, but then like became a TV character? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. As long as it doesn't get the fucking Inhumans treatment, which I don't think it will. I really don't know what to expect because like back in the 90s, it was the X-Men that saved the Marvel franchise from crippling debt. I mean, now Marvel's doing really well financially. They don't need a savior anymore. They're just happening to get the X-Men and it's gravy. Like Marvel Cinematic University. Right, right, right. But it's the same thought process as how everyone, myself included, was really annoyed about like Marvel versus Capcom because they were like, 
okay, you can't not have the X-Men in this game because the whole reason this game series exists is because it started with Street Fighter versus the X-Men. Like, it was an X-Men franchise. Well, I think they're going to be able to have them back. And I think, like, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite is just going to be, like, the forgotten title in that franchise that everybody yeah, kind of laughs at. But I do like, think I'm it's not gonna even be re- worried about that. I'm not worried about the game. I'm talking about, like, the concept of, like, okay, so this is how important the X-Men are to the Marvel Universe. And yeah. so... Getting them back is a huge, and I think, I mean, their numbers are already high, but it's like it's going to skyrocket with the X Men because I think that's where most people fuck it up. I don't know, man. I I am worried because I feel like there's already so many characters in the MCU, and there's already like bloat with it at this point. And I I mean, I really liked those initial runs of those Netflix shows, and I liked the second season of Jessica Jones, even though almost nobody else did. But I liked it. Luke Cage season two gets like way slower and I'm not done with it yet. But like a lot of people agreed that it was slow. So like I'm not alone in thinking that. And like I wasn't that into Daredevil season two. Like I worry about like the bloat of those shows and like just throwing the accent into that potentially it's like there's already so many characters that they introduced because they didn't have the x-men you know like that's like why they had the defenders and guardians of the galaxy and like all these extra teams that maybe weren't really their first choice to do and it's because they didn't have the x-men i feel like maybe that's just my own bias of like well of course they would have wanted the x-men if only they could have had them but like instead we have these other characters the direction that it that it was going i think you're right but now we are in this situation where they have the defenders they have obviously they have the avengers and they have the guardians so it's like well there's already all these other characters and then now suddenly we're going to need to introduce this entire other extremely powerful famous team of people that was in hiding this whole time i guess and you can explain that by just being like okay the x-men were in hiding sure why not that's something they would do but then you need to like introduce all of them again i don't envy them i i feel like working for a massive corporation is hard for unique reasons anyway but they're probably having this exact meeting like a million times just being like, what are all the different ways we can do this? It's yeah. gonna and it's suck. also like, <laughs> you I, know? but I mean like it's, it's crazy to look at from a production standpoint, even if you don't think about like where they're going to go next, because basically what happened is that they had like a release schedule for all their movies that both Fox and the MCU were going to do separately. Right. Yeah. And then the merger happened. Right. And like all that's out the window. So nobody knows what's happening after Avengers anymore. I like, know. Nobody okay, knows. dude, we could also talk about the fucking X Men trailer that came out. Oh my by god! The way. What the fuck was that? Okay, can we talk about how people think that Jessica Chastain is Miss Sinister? Have you fucking seen that? I saw shit? that, and as like, and other people think she's Lalandra, and other people think she's Emma Frost, and I, from what I understand, I think I it's a know. character they fucking made up. It, but it doesn't. But wait, this is gonna <laughs> piss you off though. Apparently, that girl who is. Like, if there's, like, a couple shots of there where Magneto's standing around, like, two other people that are clearly mutants, apparently mm-hmm. one of them is, like, Celine, the black queen, who's gonna just be, like, a one-liner stand-in-the-background character, what? which already pisses me off. Why are they doing this? I mean, I it doesn't matter because this movie's, like, the last one they're gonna make before they just fire themselves into the sun, much like Gene like, does in this episode, 
but it might be good i don't know wouldn't it be crazy if this movie was just randomly really good that would be really funny and like weird if it just was really really good that would I be mean, crazy i kind be. of hope it is because why not doesn't it know? end with new mutants and not dark phoenix or i can't i think keep, so keep i mean dark phoenix got delayed again right to like next Dude, summer or oh something. my god it got delayed they keep pushing she, it around this is like another thing this is where i'm like i think they keep on delaying it because it's potentially not actually going to come out that's what i think you i think? think the new mutants will because they haven't done as much with that and i am interested to see that because i kind of feel like that is unique and interesting i kind of wish they would just put dark phoenix out so that we can see it because i think it'll be weird but you're right maybe they'll just decide never to put it out and be like oh well it'll be the movie no one ever saw that'll be weird and then it'll get leaked anyway probably and then we'll watch it and talk about it on this show i mean but, I, know, I know that would piss a lot of people off so i'm sure that they'll figure something out but i can't imagine the contractual nightmare that they're in right now because i've never seen a movie get pushed back three times to the point where it comes out two years after the time it was supposed to come out conveniently after like that the brand got bought out you know well, what I that's mean? why but yeah it's definitely a, a crappy situation for them and yeah you're right now we have no idea what's going to happen after the second avengers infinity war thing yeah but if you think about like other brands or stuff that like like this where it's been midway through making something and it gets bought out by something it just immediately is canceled and they release another show or something yeah. does that make any sense Th- but it's this situation before. is is very strange because these are such popular properties at this point and they're so right. expensive but also they're creative properties and so you have to kind of figure out how to make them work within these intricate worlds that have already been built oh my god can i tell tell you that fucking simon kingberg the other day was like i can't wait for dark phoenix to be released because then we're gonna make gambit and multiple man and i'm like Simon, Simon, can someone call him? Like, yeah, Simon, Simon Kimber is like, nah, he's just in a dreamland, like refusing he's... to believe. I don't think he's even willing to admit that he's like going to not be able to release his movie if he doesn't fucking get his shit together. <laughs> you know what I mean? really actually sad, like that he thinks they're still going to make a Gambit movie. Like, what? Uh, I mean, of all things, what? too, where like that has been in the production hell for 15 fucking years you know like like to the point where i forgot the gambit was like actually introduced within the fox universe i just like retconned that out of my own brain and i remember it now but who's that guy that they wanted to play gambit i already forget his name channing Um, tatum yeah so i'm pretty sure he what's gonna end up happening now is that he's actually going to play gambit in the mcu i'm sure sure that is exactly what disney's what else is he doing also isn't there like weird shit where they're like no but we still want ryan reynolds to be deadpool it's like i can't even i don't know and i'm sure that it's just like millions and millions of meetings with lawyers i mean there's already like weird lawyer shit even within the mcu like i remember the reason why they couldn't make another hulk movie was like something to do with the previous contractual obligations from the other hulk movies like because the Edward Norton Hulk movie is technically part of the MCU. And I don't know if it was because of like Edward Norton's lawyers or something, but like Mark Ruffalo explained that like they could never make a solo Hulk movie because of the way that those contracts were, which is crazy. And so yeah. that's why Hulk was in Thor Ragnarok also, as opposed to being. Let the fuck Hulk. Let the fuck Hulk. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. We've talked for long uh... enough. I'm gonna go. I'm sorry, everyone, that this is not our typical episode, nor that we're on our game right now. But you know what? Sometimes you can't be everywhere at once. I don't that's, know. I don't know why I just said Xavier that. That's what Xavier says. That's what Xavier says. 
Oh, it's time for plugs. Okay, so we have a YouTube channel. It's Atomic Blue Productions on YouTube, and we've been uploading these Let's Plays, Mutant Ages-themed Let's Plays of X-Men games, and that's definitely going to be high interest for all of you. We have a lot of other content on the YouTube channel that I think would be high interest for you guys, like Ryan cutting together clips from the cartoons to clips from this podcast so that it makes it seem like the funny shit that we say is in the cartoons and Maddie and I make live action shit. stuff yeah and we put stuff there we do lots of resident evil shit yeah we do resident evil stuff and other stuff and it's a fun youtube channel and also if you want to email us it's the mutant ages at gmail.com and we're on twitter at the mutant ages and i'm on twitter at Mitty myers and i'm on twitter at ryan pagella and we also have a patreon Yep. where you can support the Mutant Ages directly and also our YouTube and everything else And all else the that shit make. that we make. All yeah. Of it. And that is patreon.com slash Productions, and you should definitely check that out. There's some cool rewards on there. What else? Uh, also, you should go and uh, review us on iTunes because we could use those star ratings and all those re- regular ratings because it increases our visibility. So please go do that. Please. Mm-hmm. Please, please share this embarrassing and overly sexual show with your friends and loved ones and tell them how much um, you like it. Yeah, but see, like, that's what people do like about it. So uh, no shame there. That's why you should unashamedly share Also, it. if you're Wolverine, you should give me a call. If you're Cable, you should also give me a call. Or Iceman. I'd, I'd fuck Iceman for sure. I mean, I dated him in my fan fictions. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe you I should mean, stop talking. I mean, you're already seeing Wolverine. Anyway, we'll uh, Wolverine for life. See you next time. See you next time. Follow us at AtomicBlueProductions.com or support us at Patreon.com slash AtomicBlueProductions.